everybody. How's it hanging? How's it happening? You guys know what it is. This is Kevin from the Chord Progression Podcast, brought to you by MSOT Rocks, Rock and Metal Thrift. Hey guys, we're on to another Thursday, and man, it is Pop Punk Thursday, everybody. It's one hell of a day. We've got some great pop punk on this podcast for you guys today. Great band out of New Jersey. So before we get started, I want to thank our sponsors first, Phoenix Fitness. Yes, Moshpits. I can't stop going into them because I love to go into them. That's what I like to do. So I got to make sure that if I can stay in the whole entire thing, I got to be beefy and bulked up, even though my, you know, my arms are kind of tiny, I guess. And then, uh, you know, be able to run, be able to, you know, have that cardio going, have the energy going. So I'm always in the gym, running, biking, Stairmaster, lifting weights like a madman to make sure I do this. But I got to make sure I recover right, prepare right. That's where Phoenix Fitness comes in with many different supplements to help you achieve your fitness goals. Like pre-work, it's both stim and stim free. I use the stim free stuff because, well, I got enough energy as it is. Ah! So there's that. Also, they do B-cell recovery compounds, different proteins, AM, PM, after workout, creatines, plant-based proteins, multivitamins. Anything you need to your fitness goals, Phoenix Fitness has for you. Our listeners get 15% to the code MSOTD at checkout at fnxfit.com. Link description of the podcast. Second sponsor for you guys is Custom Debut. So they create these custom posters around anything in music, specifically when it comes to like a certain song or a certain album. So all you got to do is go to their website and say, hey, I want a poster. I want one of a specific song and or specific band, specific album. So what you do is you give them the band, you give them the album. Say it's like Ice Nine Kills, Welcome to Horwood 2, the Silver or Welcome Horwood, Silver Screen Part 2. And they will literally send you a proof of a concept within 48 hours of what you could possibly have. You can make as many edits and tweaks as possible with your artist. And when you're finally, you know, happy, you say yes, and they will send it on your way. You can get it sent either like normal poster paper. It can be a canvas printer. It can be aluminum printed as well. There are so many things you do with custom debuts. And our listeners get 10% using the code CPP10 at checkout. So link for custom debuts in the description of the podcast. And the CPP10 code is in there as well. So thank you, custom debuts. Now time for our feature presentation. So I got to ask you a question. Are any of you guys in love? Are any of you guys, are any of you girls, any of your men, women, whatever you uh, associate with, whatever you identify as, are you in love with, uh, with your partner? If so... I've got a band just for you. They're called All Systems Go out of New Jersey. They recently released a song called The One Where They Ride Off Into the Sunset, where met one of the guys in the band, named Devin, he wrote this song about his now fiance and went through six years of relationship to put it into a song. And it's pop punk positive nostalgia glory. We go over all of it, plus what the band did during the pandemic, how they ended up going from, you know, playing room size of like, let's say like 20 people before the pandemic to now playing size of like 150. I mean, that is one hell of a increase. I'm not going to lie. Like you got to be kidding me. That's freaking awesome. So find out how they did that and find out all about the song and find out all about how awesome go pop punk glory, baby. Are you guys ready to get nostalgic with me? Let's go. Yeah. Well, 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 ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, listeners of the Chord Progression Podcast, you know when it comes to rock and metal, we go all over the scope in terms of genres, subgenres, and really dive deep into finding some crazy things for you guys. And with the pop punk revival that is going on, there's a lot of great pop punk bands that have been working in the scene as of, you know, the past five to 10 years that you might not know about, but you should know about them now. And do I have one of those bands in the podcast for you today? The answer is hell yeah. So coming to you guys from, I believe, 
New Jersey or maybe Pennsylvania because I'm seeing both two guys have Eagle stuff on right now. Well, one with a shirt, one with a poster in the back. I could be wrong, but I should ask that for the podcast. My bad. They have a brand new song called the one, what the the one where they ride off into the sunset. It is out now for you guys to listen to. So please welcome Matt, Devin, and Joe from the band All Systems Go. So guys, welcome to the Core Progression Podcast. Thanks for having us today. Thank you for yeah. having us. Definitely. Oh yeah. Thanks for being on, guys. How's everything going? And you know your area of the United States at this certain day and age? Um, well, first off, we just got legal marijuana. So I think that's to be celebrated here in New Jersey, where we are located right outside of Philadelphia. <laughs> just to clear things up for you, everyone watching. Perfect. Thank you. Cause I should have asked that for the podcast, but yeah. I forgot, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to roast myself in, at the, in the intro anyway, because it's funny. <laughs> But shoot, sounds like, you know, that's a good way to start out, you know, start a podcast, legal marijuana. Mm -hmm. Woo! Oh, yeah. It's great. <laughs> great having it. I don't got to look over my shoulder every, you know, everywhere I go. It's very nice. Nope. Just got to just got to relax. And you can basically be like, you know, Randy Marsh in the uh, Kentucky Fried Chicken episode with the marijuana where he's just like sitting out on, the, you know, on his balls. Sitting on his balls or has him in the wheelbarrow smoking, just singing <laughs> Buffalo Soldier. <laughs> But don't get to that point where you know you're trying to give yourself cancer. That's that's bad. Well, now we don't have to worry about it. I would say so. <laughs> that's true, Deb. That's true. All right, guys. So as we start off this podcast, one thing I like to do at times is to have you guys introduce yourselves in the podcast by answering. So it's all three of you answering three very specific questions. The first two. Honestly, these questions are so simple. You could probably answer them in your sleep. You could probably like close your eyes and type the answers. These are so simple. But the third one. That's my favorite because it puts you on the spot a little bit, but I will give you some examples of some of the stuff that I've heard from that answer to kind of, you know, get your mind going and give you some time to think. So the first question is, what is your name? The second question is, when it comes to All Systems Go, what do you do in the band? And the third one is, I want to know like a fun, wacky, interesting fact or a funny story about yourself, your time in the band, whatever it might be, that will hopefully make me fall out of the chair I'm sitting in, smack my head on the table that I'm recording all this stuff on and give myself... My ninth concussion of all time. So that's setting the bar high, but I have heard some crazy ones that have gotten close to that. Like there's a band from Florida that I've interviewed. They chloroformed their lead singer, dragged him to a beach, and buried him halfway in the sand and took a bunch of ketchup and squirted all over the place so that when he finally came to, it looked like his legs got bitten off by a shark. Or I've got some friends over in North Carolina when I interviewed oh them. Gosh. They were driving to a show one time. And because, you know, long, longer distance, driving in a van, sometimes when you got to go, you got to go. So the guitar decided, you know, got to go. Grabbed, you know, 44-ounce cup from 7-Eleven, peed in the cup, and wanted to dispose of it. So he threw it out the window. That would have been fine. But when you're going 60 miles on the highway and the back window is open, that cup comes right back in and gives your drummer a literal drive-by golden shower. <laughs> oh, boy. So those are a couple of the crazy examples I've heard. I usually use those too. There's some other ones I rotate in there as well, but those two are always the ones that stand out to me the most because those are the ones I could not stop laughing at. So whoever wants to get started, why. the floor is yours. All right, I'll take over. Hi, I am Devin Colmar. Many know me as Barry Drumore, actually, and uh, I think we're going to take that and ride with it. So good looks with that. And uh, I am a guitar player and singer in the band, as well as my friend over here. And um, I wouldn't say this is a band story, but um, there was one time that I snorted a pop brownie. So I think that's worth mentioning. <laughs> I got to ask why. Like, that's the main thing I have to ask in this question. This thing is, why did you um, do that? 
I'm one of those people that if somebody dares me to do something and I think that would be funny in the end for everybody in the situation, then I think it's worth doing whether I get a, you know, brain damage in the end or not. So it might be funny in the moment. Understandable. I totally can get that. So if I were to dare you during your next live show to go out all red hot chili pepper style wearing just a sock and that was it, would you do it? Oh, it's already been done. No, uh, we haven't done it yet, but I, I am very fond of taking off the clothes, as you can see in our previous music video for our live. <laughs> yeah. So if anyone wants to go and see Devin Sans clothes, go check out that music video. All right, we got two other guys. You guys are up. Whoever wants to go next. Matt, go for it. Okay, um, I'm Matt, and I also play guitar and sing in All Systems Go. And I guess a... This isn't really a band story, but this is kind of funny, I guess. I almost burned my friend's house down once by uh, overcooking uh, Easy Mac and forgetting to put the water <laughs> in. your house, wasn't it? <laughs> no, it was Kyle's house. <laughs> what? You forgot to put milk in and you almost burnt the house down yep we have two steps water heat it up he forgot the water <laughs> just put it in and walked away how long did you put this thing out for like two and a half minutes and just let it go oh yeah it wasn't until we smelt it and things were uh the whole not only were like the noodles black but the whole entire cup was just like melted and, and like burnt oh yeah that smelled great were you required to give your friend a new microwave in return for that? Nah. Just pretty much <laughs> just used for breeze on the whole fucking house. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, how do we get rid of the smell of burnt pasta and melted plastic from microwave? How do we get it out of the house? No, no, no. Don't like open the windows or anything. No, no, no. Keep them closed. We're going to Febreze the ever-loving hell out of this. And it's going to smell like a beautiful Febreze commercial in here. <laughs> open the windows it just it didn't work because there was just too much of it. <laughs> pretty sure uh Oof. pretty sure like you could put that up as like you know oh this house smells beautiful like on like a pinterest post like well why does it smell beautiful well we forbreeze the hell out of it because we burnt easy mac well specifically matt burnt easy mac thank you yeah <laughs> don't bring us into that yeah <laughs> well we'll just look at matt and just be like we're just gonna look at him and always just say remember just add water just add water. <laughs> it's been said many times. <laughs> well, oh, not get to say it. All right, Joe, you're up. Okay, so my name is Joe, and I play drums in the band. Um, and I see what you say about uh, what you were saying about being put on the spot because I'm having trouble coming up with something that's funny. But this is kind of like interesting and weird a little bit. When I was in seventh grade, someone stole my pencil from me and was like, you know, not giving it back to me, and then. At some point, I like it was a week later that I figured out that somewhere in that transaction, the pencil point actually got like stuck in my leg a little bit, like the tiniest piece of pencil point. Uh, and fun fact, it is still like I went to the doctors and they're like, "It's fine, you can just let it chill there." So there's still this little tiny pencil point piece in my in my <laughs> left thigh, just chilling there. Are you serious? <laughs> <laughs> Mostly because there is still a piece of pencil in my left hand from me stabbing myself in the hand with a pencil. <laughs> yeah. So, oh Joe, there we go, one, buddy. Oh yes, oh yes. <laughs> but already enough with the crazy, wacky stories. Because yes, awesome to go. You guys 
are playing a shit ton of great music with pop punk again the brand new song the one where they ride off in the sunset is out now but before we jump into that i want to talk about some of the stuff that you guys have been doing since of course for the past like year and a half it was like every band was on the shelf because of the pandemic. And to this day, I will still shake my fist at the sky and say, damn you, pandemic, like Grandpa Simpson <laughs> going old man yell at cloud. I will do that like, hey, God damn it, you pandemic, because, well, I'm still mad at that. But the fact of the matter is, you know, live shows are back. We're getting back into it. So when everything was going on in 2020 during the pandemic, what was your guys' mindset going into that? And how did you guys take care of that, especially where, you know, you guys are playing shows, you know, 2019. You guys released an EP, I believe, back on December 6th of 2019. So you had a new release really working. All of a sudden, boom, here comes the pandemic and everything comes to a halt. What were your guys' mindset during that time and what did you end up doing? Uh, working. <laughs> That's pretty yeah. much it. Dedicate my time to work. That's all I really had. Still working. Um, we played, We did play a lot of shows like right before everything shut down. And then this one, so our last gig was literally the day before everything shut down. Cause we always talk about anytime we're on like other podcasts and like on our friends' podcasts who have, uh, who were on that show, we always talk about this. March 14th, 2020, Red Dwarf Studios in Sewell, New Jersey. We played our last show with our friends in Win by Two and uh, our friends in The Estrogens. Um, and it was a three band bill that three other bands dropped off of. And we're like, you know what? Let's just like, let's just stay on. Like if like it's a three band bill, there's not going to be that many people there for three bands. There actually was a lot of people there, which is pretty cool. Um, but it was like, let's just play this last show. Cause you know, they say everything's shutting down. We don't know what's going to happen. And that was pretty much like a game changer. Cause I don't think we would be as active as we would be if we didn't play that show. Cause we've since then we've played most of our live shows with win by two. And like they started their own podcast, the whole we scene cool, kind of like, uh, yeah, we did a cool thing with the music scene. We had a little softball tournament between all the bands mm-hmm. and that was, that was a great way to kill time during the pandemic. And they started that. Yeah. Like it, literally I say this so much. If we drop off of that show, we might not be where we're at right now, just in general or as active as we are right now. Mm-hmm. That is one hell of a move, especially because I remember back at that time as well, just given the fact that I was supposed to go see a show, like it was March 14th of 2020 and March 15th and the March 15th one got canceled. I still keep the email for that ticket because they never actually said like, oh, this tour is fully canceled. Like I'm still keeping this one out there because I really wanted to go to that show. But the one that was on the 14th, I'm like, I got to make sure I see the show because this pandemic thing is coming. I was like the NBA shut down, the NHL shut down, the MLB shut down. Mm. Like I got to make sure I go and see the show. And even the band that I saw headline that show, they just got done playing welcome to Rockville uh, back in middle of November. So I was like, Holy fucking shit. This is awesome. And to hear you guys kind of do something rather similar with that, where you guys stayed on that show and had you guys not done that and got with your friends. Win, uh, what was the band's name again? Cause I don't want to mess it up. Win by, win by two. two, win by two. So if you guys wouldn't have stuck on that uh, bill and played with win by two, you guys might not be in the position where you are now. You guys might not have that prominence in that, you know, scene around New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania that you have right now. Mm-hmm. Definitely. definitely. And uh, I can say too, uh, during that time we really had, well, first of all, we were kind of forced to, but we had the time to focus a lot on our like social media and our outreach and stuff like that. Part of that win by two helped us out with, cause as, as Matt mentioned, they started a podcast we were, I believe we were their first guests. Is that right? 
on the podcast that they started. Yeah, because they just interviewed each other or something like that for the first yeah, few episodes. We were their first guests on their podcast uh, in the paint, so y'all can check that out as well. But um, in addition to that, we finally fi- well it took a couple of months of you know sitting around twiddling our thumbs and figuring out what we were what we were going to do. But we finally started doing some um, some cover videos, just like all four of us recorded our individual parts and we spliced them all together. Um, I learned some really basic video editing just so we could, you know, slap it all together and post it. And we did a couple of them over the course of like the first, what, maybe like six to nine months of the, of the pandemic. And that was a way, uh, that we were kind of trying to keep up our social media presence, even though we weren't playing live shows. It was like that. And then we also had like a few hundred dollars left of like band money that we used for like marketing. Cause it's like, we just dropped the CP. We didn't really like know how to like allocate money for like promo or like PR or whatever. So we took the time to like, okay, let's just seek a bunch of features with like the right groups. And then just sitting down and taking the time to like map out when we could just have content. Cause at this point we're like doing the same stuff that influencers are doing, not musicians, you know, where you're like focusing on your social media accounts and the content that you're posting. It's a different game, but like, taking the time to sit back and just focus on that part of it was definitely helpful. Cause that's something I feel like we struggled with before, like when we first put our first like releases out. That's something that a lot of people struggle with before, especially in the music scene, just because again, a lot of the more of the focus is going to be on your music on what you're creating and on those live shows as well. But when the pandemic hit, it was the only way to interact with people the only way to interact with fans was on social media. So you had to completely change your mindset around for, you know, at least a year because that's, you know, you couldn't really go out and play live shows or anything. There were some very small live shows that were happening during that time, but nothing on a massive scale like we're seeing at, you know, towards the end of 2021. So you had to, you know, pivot, adapt, and really make something like that happen. But the fact that you guys actually had, you know, some money still left over to work with marketing, create some of these cover videos, and create other content around you know, around the band on social media, you're able to not only engage with your fans, but engage with many other fans as well from other bands, and, but you know, bring them over to you guys. It's like, hey, you want another band to listen to? All systems go. Right over here, baby. <laughs> oh, yeah. And- oh, yeah. <laughs> With the guys with like Win by Two and the other bands like Cheer Up Dusty, Sweep Echo, our other friends from Talk of the City podcast, everyone wanting to keep their stuff going, like coming out the other side of the pandemic now, we have such like a better community like in the South Jersey scene, like the, the guys and other bands who have like gone to shows like back in like the mid 2010s, like saying like when they were in their like their first bands or something like that, they've said like it's never been like as tight knit and like friendly as it is now. And I think that's the, like the immediate result of like everyone just wanting to like get after and support each other. Cause like we played shows in 2017 and 2018, we'd always be on bills where the other three bands would play their sets and leave. And like, we would never like interact with them other than saying like good set. And now it's complete opposite. We have like everybody, everybody that goes to shows pretty much stays for the whole thing. Bands support each other, like leading up and after the shows too. So much better. Have you seen that sense of community within the South Jersey scene, especially with you guys as bands? Have you seen that really resonate with the fans as well and sort of bleed over into that and just create this larger sphere of influence to where the fans are treating it more like a family as well? People from our high school friend groups are friends with people in other bands now because of that. No shit. Yeah, it's pretty cool. (laughs) (laughs) I'd say it's like um, 
like people coming to shows with the whatever band they're coming to support they're staying for the whole night because you know you come for the band you want to see the band you came for and then you want to dip out and go party but what the reality is now is that you're coming for the party because we are the party now you know (laughs) it's kind of he made that whole live scene the party however one thing i also have been seeing a lot more with a bunch of the other bands i've interviewing a bunch of other scenes they know kind of talking to like groups of people it seems like that's a lot of not more of a prevalent thing now especially coming out of the pandemic i know this thing around here where i live in milwaukee where you guys are in south jersey and another place specifically in like eastern north carolina it's a lot of the bands are around there right now are really connecting with each other fully treating each other as family and really working alongside each other not looking at each other as competition but looking at each other as friends as you know fellow musicians to the point where if somebody succeeds from there, that's a good thing for everybody. It's not a competition in this standpoint because what happens if all of a sudden you guys absolutely hit it big? All A bunch of other bands are in that South Jersey scene are going to end up also getting recognized because of that, and then their music is going to have a chance to stand on its own much like yours. And it's good music. That's that's the perk of it all. It's all good music yeah. that everybody should hear. Yeah, yeah. Devin said he's that we're the party. I mean, like – y'all are sitting in the front while sweep echo plays screaming their lyrics and everybody's having a good time you know we we really respect all the other bands music and what they put out and we all really support each other well it's really cool it just makes it easy that it's just music i like to like to listen yeah. to in the end yeah and then when it comes to playing shows as well with these other bands it's going to be a lot easier to go and play with them alongside with the mentality you're not gonna be feeling like okay we gotta go and do this and we're on our own it's you're gonna end up going there it feels like you're gonna end up seeing your friends you're gonna hang out with your family and it's all gonna be one big massive party you guys are gonna be a part of like that's fucking awesome Mm -hmm. Mm. yep yeah and then there's bowling afterwards usually yeah (laughs) all of our we played a bunch of shows like near our hometown that ended up being like some of the biggest shows that we've ever played and like alongside our friends and the other bands and we all all four of them in the series uh we went bowling after (laughs) (laughs) so is that like some of the biggest shows you played like what was like the average like uh crowd size for some of those shows um before the pandemic i would say maybe like 20 to 50 about the Perkins shows we had between like a hundred and like 150 for both of those elephant talk. There was like maybe like 75 people there. And then the first time we played Harper's recently, the Harper's pub is like the main venue that we play. I'd say um, the first time we played there, um, like kind of did a quick head count. We had like close to like 90, 95 people in that room, which was kind of cool. That was like the big first show back too. And it was like a great welcome back for us. Hmm. Well, I mean, just take a look at what you said just before the pandemic. Like, you guys are looking around like 20 to 50, and all of a sudden, it's your lowest average in some of these is going to be 75 now. It's from your lowest previous to your lowest now. I mean, that's three and a half times larger coming out of the pandemic. So, when it comes to your influence in the scene and how you're connecting with people that are around there, connecting with the fans, you're seeing it grow to the point where they're coming out and seeing your live show and they're really being ingratiated into that. So, I mean, you grew your crowd size, you know, like around three times overall through the pandemic when no one was playing live shows. I don't know many bands that can say that they did that. What can we say? The South Jersey scene's lit. (laughs) It's definitely (laughs) easier to like bring our friends, like convince them to come out. Like this is where the party's at tonight. You know what I mean? Like since everything's been like coming back. Yeah. That's one other thing I do want to bring up as well. It's, 
you guys are creating more you guys are marketing and creating more as an event by saying you know this is where the party's at especially after everyone was so locked down and so isolated from everybody else where you couldn't really go out to the bars you couldn't even go out and like hang out with your friends that much because not only with different mandates, but also just social paranoia ended up happening. But now that people are able to come back together, it's okay. What, what can we do to get back together? What can we do to get into with this together? Let's all just get together, go to a live show and have a fucking blast. This is where the party's at. Hmm. And that is one nice thing to say. I mean, that's all with oh, me yeah. having I mean, live shows back. I'm loving it. Yeah, it's something for people to do. I think we really benefited from that uh, in that way, you know um the combination of the lack of shows and then the bond that we formed with all the other bands makes it that like people actually want to come out and they missed it they're coming back out to shows or they just want to have a good time and they missed that for a little while and now they get to come back to it so and we get to come back to it and we have a better time now i think we appreciate we appreciate playing the shows more it's a little more now since we couldn't for a while i'd say so yeah it's like good old edge of you don't know what you got till it's gone and we lost it, but now we got it back. And it's something where a lot of us have the mindset of we lost it. We got it back. We're not losing this again. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We've played shows to like the three other bands on the bill and that's it before like maybe like back 2018, 2019. And then when the pandemic hit, it's like I would rather be doing that right now than sitting in my house not doing anything. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. No, absolutely. Because sitting in your house, just kind of like not doing anything. You're just, I mean, when it came to the pandemic, a lot of people, especially in the music scene, were working on whatever they were working on, whether especially with people that are, you know, in bands or artists, they're working on music wholeheartedly. Some like myself, I mean, it was like, okay, time to just double down the whole entire podcasting because what mm. else are artists doing to get their self out there? I'm like, I, I'm, I'm here. I'm willing to talk to you guys and help <laughs> out. Let's, let's go do this. So I was taking mm. advantage of that. But I mean, for all of us, when without live shows, it's, there was a part of us that felt like it was missing. I think you guys can relate to this where it's kind of like a home away from home. It's we go there. It's just, we feel more comfortable than maybe any other place that we, that we go to might even, might even be more comfortable yeah. there than at home. So it just creates this whole wholesome family vibe. And especially with shows that have moshpits, I mean, you, everyone knows the rule. If someone falls down, you pick their ass right back up. You could be going head to head with someone like <laughs> constantly just like going shoulder to shoulder for like, you know, 30 straight seconds. And at the end of it, everyone's, you're giving each other high fives and hugs and everyone's having a blast. It's mm. a lot of people miss that. So I don't want to go back to the time where, I, you know, I'm stuck here for 24 hours a day, not able to do anything except this. I'd rather be, you know, doing this as much as I want to, which is, you know, as much as I can, but then still going to a live show and going absolutely ape crazy. <laughs> yeah, the last yeah, show exactly. we have uh, uh, usually when we play with one by two they have these two guys that come out and they're always moshing in the front and uh i was up front moshing with them and uh every time the dude would kick me he would apologize i'm like why are you apologizing to me this is what this is all about we're having fun you know we're we're goofing off i'm hitting you you're hitting me that's that's how it works i was also in that pit kind of <laughs> it was good how are you also kind of in that pit <laughs> It was a small pit. Yeah, by that I was I was avoiding that. getting like getting kicked, but I was two stepping, so I was. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> See, man, I'm not big of a two step kind of guy. I'm I'm more of the I'm in the middle, just asking people like, "Come on, someone hit me!" And all of a sudden, people come by. It's like, okay, let's just go shoulder to shoulder, have some fun, push, start pushing people. All of a sudden, you know, ah, shit, you know, it feels like I jam my finger, and next thing I know, my finger from the knuckle is all the way over the top. I'm like, that's not good. <laughs> Just reset oh, and keep going. There you go. <laughs> what if I'm gonna get hurt? And I mean, after we lost live shows, I'm not missing out again. Fuck that. 
No, you're drunk half the time. You ain't feeling anything, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> That's also a true statement, man. That's also a true statement. Okay, one thing I do want to jump into specifically is the brand new song you guys have out called The One Where They Ride Off Into the Sunset. And Devin, from what I saw from the press release, this was a rather personal song from you from a lot of personal experiences. So when it came to the inspiration behind The One Where They Ride Off Into the Sunset, what was the inspiration behind the song for everyone to really get an understanding of it? So around the time of writing the song, I actually had the chorus for the song written like years ago for my now fiance when we were just dating. But uh, it was around the time where I was getting ready to propose and we actually had a lot of material ready to go. So we put it all together and I was able to come up with a well-written like story of me and her from the beginning up until the point where I ended up popping the question and now we're engaged. And uh, you might have actually seen her walking by without her pants earlier. So uh, <laughs> shout out to her. Um, but yeah, so basically the song's about her and our, our love. So like when you're writing, I mean, how did you want to construct something like this? Especially because from what I saw from there, this is like a six year relationship you're trying to put into like a four minute song. So what was the mindset behind, you know, what you want to include in there and the emotion you wanted to make sure it was described in that song so that when people were listening to it, they could hear your story, but then also take the emotion that they have gone through maybe with something like this with someone that they love, someone that they're married to, someone they're engaged to, and be able to relate to it so that it's a much more powerful connection between your personal story, the other people's personal story, and the song as a whole with the core emotion in the middle. So I think actually what it comes down to is I wasn't thinking about what everybody else had to think when it came to writing the song. So a lot of like the uh, ambiances and metaphors are just like things that relate to our uh, me and her personally, like the bong rips and um, just being alone in a like a, a big ass city, like just the thought of that with just me and her and being able to be where usually there's millions of people, which is just a gross thought to me just being me and her that would be amazing and i'm sure i'm not the only one that finds other people gross so <laughs> that's basically what it comes down to yeah I'm, I'm i'm sure you're not the only one so matt joe when it came to like listening to the song and really putting it together alongside with devin to really create you know what end up coming out to really hit on that emotion what was that like in terms of really helping write this song and really put you know compose it put it all together so the instrumentals for this song. So Devin had the chorus for the song first. And the, the weird part about this is it came together so fast and it came together like mostly all virtually until we all sat in the same room. So like he had the chorus first, which is, oh, yeah, which actually at the beginning, the original chorus sounded exactly, exactly like Washington Square Park by the Wonder Years. I'm like, we can't use. So I, at first I was like in our chat, we can't use this. And then it was like, well, wait, what if we just change it a little bit? And then he was like, put chords under this. So then I put the chords under it, like sang it, played it on acoustic. Um, and then at some point, like two days later, I had the main riff. I was just like, kind of like, I had it just pop in my head while I was driving. So I stopped at a stoplight, recorded it in my phone real quick and just like kept singing it or whatever. It paused and was like, this sounds cool. I'm going to put it in D because that's what he was singing the chorus in. And it's like, it's about at the same tempo. So from there, having that riff and then having that chorus after it, it was like just this spark of like, okay, 
I know exactly what I want this to sound like. Devin, feel me out on this. It's like riff verses in this. And it's like, I had a couple other ideas that I didn't use for like a couple of years. Like I had it in my phone for a couple of years. I'm like, put this in a major key, put it, put it in D and let's like use this too and add this onto it. So like the structure of the song came together, like the, like the, all the riffs and stuff that came together within like two days of him saying, let's use this chorus for something. And then like we demoed it. The demo actually still only has him going da 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 da. So that, like not having like the rest of the words done yet. But once we had the demo down, then it was like, okay, we know what this song is. And we know like, this is going to be, this is, this sounds like us, which is good this is going to be something that we're going to definitely like want to release soon. Yeah. And anyone who's listening, like, we don't to, want to sit on this one, you know? Yeah. And anyone who's listened to I'm trying knows that Devin writes really, really awesome choruses. So the song had a great start and Matt's riffs always make things better. And so I'm like, I didn't even make up the drum part until way after they were, um, they were doing this, but that, that really just kind of came together too. Cause then when we brought it into, to record in the studio, uh, we had a lot of, um, with our producer, Nick, we did a lot of like little changes to some of the songs. And correct me if I'm wrong, I believe this was the one that was like, he was just like, that like, change a little thing here, little thing there. Oh, didn't change, his, didn't change a thing. Yeah, he was like, this is, this is good. We're just going to keep it the way it is. So the so fact this that... this is the one, Chief. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. So it, it didn't even really need any other changes. It just came together really, really well from where, the, where Matt was telling the story of where it started. Another uh, fun little tidbit was when we were actually demoing it and the outro with the layering parts, I was in the booth and uh, I would just sing one individual part. I would come out and then Matt and Dean would give me the stupidest look like, what the hell did you just do? And when all like the parts just came together, they were like, you know, it's just a, in a, in a, a real the, epiphany. <laughs> the vocal overlapping and like the outro, there's three like different lines at the end when he was singing them like individually and just going without you in my life and i'm like thinking in my head it's like like in terms of like one two three four and like how phrasing is and stuff i'm like that's literally i'm sorry but that's gonna sound so stupid and then when pulled the input out put came had the demo come through the monitors from there it was just like i see what you're doing here and it sounded <laughs> sick and it <laughs> So then you just got to trust Devin with the vocals, man. Because one thing I'm always a big fan of is when it comes to trying many different things in music is sometimes on paper and sometimes like when you just think about it conceptually, it will make absolutely no sense. Like what you're talking about with those vocals, especially as you know, you're fading out in the outro. But if you have them just singly and you just think about like, yeah, you might not work. But when you finally put everything together, it could create something that you would never even think would be possible. It would create something that's even better than what you think would be, you know, an idea that you were working with. It's like, okay, we didn't think about this, but this absolutely worked. We tried it. Now let's fucking run with this thing. A fun little thing with our old bass player, August, is anytime Matt would come up with a bass part, he, August would just be trying to play it and be like, no, this is stupid. I don't get it. It makes no sense because he was just a straight, like, he... he played in like a school band and jazz band stuff like that where he just knows the music and matt would just write a lot of like what we listen to the pop rock and all that stuff that uh he doesn't listen to much of uh, outside of blink 182 and he'd be like no this is stupid and I, i'm playing regular like chords and stuff but then you know when it comes to it just sounds much better 
Yeah, and, and when it comes to your former base, I mean, that's just a product of his nature when it came to where his <laughs> background was. Again, that's no knock on his base, ability as a bassist. No, it's just where his mindset is, is it's for well, for the music that's being made, he might be better suited for some other project as well. Again, not knocking on his ability whatsoever. Just the mindset is completely different. But sometimes you have different mindsets. It can end up working well to write music because you're going to come up with different ideas that you might never think of before, just with different influences. However, with Matt writing some, you know, crazy wacky riffs over there that's like okay how is this supposed to make sense like this doesn't make sense in normal you know a normal mindset or like a structured mindset like no no no, just gotta trust me on this what all comes together is gonna make sense mm-hmm. just gotta roll with it like that because even like when i was oh, jumping yeah. into the song as well i think the one of the first things i always do is like i look at like the meaning for myself try and figure it out without even looking at like if there's a press release i mean i don't want to look at that and when i came up to him like right away just with the way it's opened up it does have that like more nostalgic look back feel kind of like what you were doing, like taking a look back at six years in a relationship, just with the way that it opens really nicely done in my opinion, because especially instrumentally, I got to take a look at my notes for this one because I went deep into the song. Like I wrote like three pages of notes on this thing. I wasn't going to cheat myself out on this one, but I write everything down wow. because well, yeah, I don't want to forget about it. Cause I like, we had that intro. It's like this, you know, very like moderate pace drumming style, like just pace wise, very classic when it comes to that pop punk style and a higher pitch pop punk style guitar tone that follows the same pacing, but it's not too rapid to really take over the song. Nice pacing to set this calmer, more positive setting that isn't too chaotic, but the guitar tone really takes that positivity of nostalgia, looking back and reminiscing to another level. Again, it just puts you in that overall mindset for what the song is going for, for the story that Devin's going to tell in this song right from the right right from the get-go it just sets that emotion up perfectly mm-hmm. that's a I lot of what we go <laughs> yeah it's a lot of what we go for with our uh uh instrumental especially the intros because we are very fond of the late 90s early 2000 sound that's for sure mm-hmm. and if you're gonna like be really focusing on the intro to really bring that out it does make a lot of sense not only with the fact of just kind of song structure but think about, you know, the way that music is consumed today, specifically through streaming services, because there's so many different things that people are able to just take from. And if they're going to listen to a band, like they're going to listen to one song for maybe 10 seconds and make their decision off of that. So when it comes to an intro, it's like you got to hook them in there. I'm not the biggest fan of that just because it discounts. It could you, it allows for discounting a whole entire song and a whole entire band in five to 10 seconds just because the top song on Spotify does not go with what you like so i'm always like you know listen to five or six up there because you get something that's completely different like you could go from like mm-hmm. oh, okay yeah. i'm gonna put on like motionless and white use an example top song might be another life it's like okay this doesn't seem like you know what i would expect to be then the follow-up is eternally yours and it's just like oh my god this is what i wanted so it could be something like that but when it comes to what you guys did with this song of course the one where they ride off in the sunset it just opens up with that positive reminiscing nostalgic feel so just the way that that's done, I mean, you're bringing us in right away with it before you even sing your first note. Thank you, my man. <laughs> I mean, so I got to ask, when it came to that intro, who wrote that intro? That was Matt, all Matthew, yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. Should we say, Most Matt, the, well done. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All of the, like, really insane riffs you hear, that's that's that guy right there. He's got a brain for it. <laughs> Well, even like when you think about the song as well, just kind of like kind of forming more of that like pop punk style. I mean, especially when you're talking about the music, you listen to like pop punk in the late 90s, early 2000s, just with the way the verses are done, the way that you guys are constructed specifically with you, Matt, because 
looking at the verse, how I looked at it, you know, you have the drums. They're still playing that consistent sound, that consistent sound. The guitars are playing alongside themselves, but with a lower, more just like consistent, like And I mean, that's probably the bad way to describe it, but that's the way I'm going to go with it. And it wasn't, it's not like the grandest thing in the world, but it helps build up the story that the vocals are going to end up telling. Like it just creates more of this like building up of positivity where you're starting out just like, okay, it's kind of like, okay, the seed is planted. Now it's starting to grow. It's starting to grow. And you're really bringing that forward as you continue through the song. So when you get to the chorus and you have the full chorus come in, it's you're naturally building to that moment emotionally and with your energy inside of it. So, I mean, how playing this live is just like you're going to feel that come up and you're going to see the crowd as you go from verse to pre-chorus to chorus. You're going to see that energy level from the crowd rise, rise, rise consistently through that. Absolutely. Oh, I'm sorry, but I got so distracted when he said plant the seed. I looked at uh, Joe over here, saw the Eagles, and I could not stop thinking about Nick Sirianni and his flowers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I got distracted. <laughs> I thought you were. I thought you were just enjoying the his very wonderful description and oh yeah, way I, way I, further than we were thinking. But awesome. No, I thought that was awesome as much awesome. as I was. All I could think of was Nick Sirianni. You got to plant the seed. You got the flower growing. It's the same exact thing. We are Nick Sirianni, guys. <laughs> when you brought up like, don't, well, like don't say that, Devin. I'm sorry. Don't say that. I love that guy. <laughs> I'll say, Devin, when, I, when you when you said like when you said to uh, plant a seed, like the first thing thought, my first thought was like, oh man, did he just like think like, okay, you pull out a We Came as Romans reference right there, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm kind of hoping for that that you took it there. I'm like, okay, then that's gonna be a no for me. <laughs> <laughs> I know like two songs, <laughs> unfortunately. Yeah, go see him live. It's a good mosh pit experience. Probably seeing him at like Warped Tour back in 2008 when it was like, you know, the peak, the peak, uh, amazing. Uh, Any band you wanted to see, you could go see him one day. Ah, uh, how we miss it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. R.I.P. Warped Tour. R.I.P. <laughs> <laughs> But even continuing through the song as well, because I was talking about how, you know, you have that building up of emotion through the instrumentals, even go like the kind of the pre-chorus style, because again, with Joe, with your drumming, it just continues to keep that same pace, but it does have a little more of this like broken up feel to it. So it's not as consistent on the drums. Like the hits are a little bit more broken up, but the pace is still continually the same to keep up with that feel. But the guitar just turned that higher pitch positive sound like we saw in the intro and this build in the verse, again, it takes this continued approach here to the pre-course because we get this fuller build in this positive relationship. You know, you're bringing up the positive, you're bringing up this happier energy through the guitar tone, again, driving a lot of that here because of the change. And it fits in well with the pop punk style overall to really lead you into that chorus. So again, it's that energy build you guys are going for. And when you're thinking about it, you know, Devin, thinking about your relationship in this standpoint, just kind of feeling the positivity grow within you as your relationship with your now fiance continue to build up over those past six years. Yeah. Um, I got to think about this one. So <laughs> I would just say it would be like specific points in our lives. Like when we moved in together, probably about two years into our relationships, I guess you could say that's kind of like where the chorus would hit relatively. You could say. So it's so so it's kind of like when the chorus hits, it's in a, in a in a certain mindset. It's like you're taking this next major step in your relationship. Mm-hmm. That's kind of like what the chorus represents. Because if you're talking about building up with that emotion, kind of thinking about it, it's like from you know you you guys met and all of a sudden two years later you guys are moving in together. And when you build up that, like, that's a major moment right there. So you're gonna want to give yourself, especially in a song like this, where you're gonna end up detailing that. You're gonna want to give it the proper build. 
And to start out with more of this lower kind of, but still consistent feel to kind of build up in the pre-chorus kind of works into that. And then the chorus comes in to really give you a feel for that. It makes a lot of sense where this is like the grander moment. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. It's actually, um, the, the inspiration for that part specifically came from our one year anniversary where we went to New York and just every experience that we experienced, I just felt like could have been better just me and her. And, and that's, that's the, uh, message I'm trying to convey. Everything was for her. <laughs> that pictures I put it I put it on her Instagram. Like specifically yeah, yeah, that one. Yeah. And that's that's the true inspiration for it. So it's like if, if Devin had a choice, he would go to New you'd go him him and his fiance would go to New York and he would just like Thanos snap everyone out of there and just all to himself and his what just all all <laughs> oh, absolutely. Just, that's it. You know, like the last man on earth. Yeah. That's 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 the life yeah. right there. But one thing I do want to speak about the course, though, because I keep talking about, you know, the building up of emotion through this to kind of give people especially more of an idea of kind of what the song is and really how it's going to make you feel. So when you're done with the podcast, make sure you go and listen to it because you get to the chorus and the drumming, especially from you, Joe, it still has more of that classic pop punk, uh, pop punk flow to it. As the guitars keep that higher pitch style from the intro with a bit more of this cleaner style compared to it. And in my opinion, like it was it was fine because when it comes to the positivity of kind of reminiscing that nostalgia point, really looking back at something that's really important to you and makes you happy, we get the flow and the chorus really provide it. But we need to hear in the vocals primarily, and this kind of style that you went in the chorus really allows the vocals from Devin to really show with that they're able to take the reins. It kind of gives them kind of like, okay, especially this being more of a personal song for Devin, especially with his relationship and really diving deep into it, like this would be the moment where you're gonna want those vocals to shine from him specifically. Yeah, and I would say that's actually out of the character for All Systems Go because we're a band that's heavily driven by our deep, heavy riffs that drive the songs. And, and this is something that where we let the vocals take over rather than letting the guitar run the show. Hmm. Yeah. But I but I say, I think for this one, I think it was a smart idea, especially with how much more personal the song it was to you for the person who's singing it. Right. Yeah, definitely. And the drums really like something like this. It was like the, it wrote itself, you know? We came up with the the cut at the end of the chorus. It's just it just writes itself, you know, if that makes any sense. It does make a lot of sense because when you're writing this, it's you're letting you're letting the vocal and the guitars really kind of just show you the flow of the song, and all you're trying to do is you're trying to you know take the emotion of it, really feel it, and then when you're writing out your drum parts, so you're just kind of letting the song dictate your emotions and letting your emotions dictate what's going to be written out and what's going to be performed on that track, and then all of a sudden this is what you get, and it just fits in perfectly like a glove. Mm. Oh, absolutely yeah exactly just keep Can I say on. something about the guitar riffs yes the pre-chorus one is called in my head in my phone i saved it like it's been in my phone for a couple of years it's called the ice cream truck riff <laughs> the because it sounds like an ice cream truck right like i'm like oh man i'm like you're starting to like unlock memories when i was like seven eight years old right here man <laughs> oh yes and we referred to it only as such in the studio <laughs> yes exactly mm-hmm. say stop man you're gonna open up like pandora's box of just weird wacky memories from my mind all of a sudden. <laughs> I, I mean i mean we, i mean we initially went from you know pencil jam my hand to broken finger to ice cream chuck me- melodies god what's gonna happen next yikes covering all our bases apparently well, halfway through the song too so yeah. we'll find out <laughs> Well, Not going be able like looking at it the same way again now, huh? <laughs> like, 
No, you can't. But like, especially because I brought up with the chorus, how the vocals of this of this track were really the thing that really were going to set the vocal or set the chorus apart. When I looked at the chorus, it's again the instrumentals leave us a lot to need to have the vocals deliver on that positive nostalgic build that the prior instrumentals kind of gave us. And we absolutely got it. So I got to give credit to you guys for giving the more dynamic, higher pitch pop punk style vocal in the chorus. It plays around, you know, the pacing of the style of the song that's going on the chorus a little bit more than what we've seen in the pre-chorus and in the verses. And it really shows how the healthiness of a positive relationship, where the small things help you build on that relationship and create something that truly makes you happy at your core. The instrumental has kind of carried us to this point, but the vocals, especially the chorus, that's what really took us home here. Mm. Definitely. And I'm literally just like, I wanted to like, if I'm bringing up on the sound of the song and talking guys about like, I don't want to miss out on anything. So that's why it's like, you keep seeing my head turn to the right. It's like, yeah, I got a whole screen full of notes. And you're like, I'm not <laughs> messing this up guys. I'm well, not like hearing, I hearing about the song, like from this, this point of view, like the technical point of view breakdown. It's kind of cool. Oh yeah, definitely. And the crazy thing is like when it comes to like constructing a song and like putting stuff together, like actually like writing it out, putting it all together. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. I'm literally just hearing this <laughs> stuff and like putting it all together and how my mind connects with it. And I, <laughs> Like, it's more of, like, an emotional connection at this point. Right. If you feel that way about it, then somebody else that hears it's most likely going to feel that way, too, you know? People exactly. are all different, yeah. but they're all the same. It, it's it's kind of the that thing works. where it's, like, you know, we all – it's, like, we listen to a song. It's we're all going to relate to it in a different way because we've all gone through so many different things in life. But there's always this core emotion at the middle of the song, which is how we all relate to it and how we all connect with it in the same mm-hmm. way. But, again, when we put our own spin on it and put our own perspective in our own life into it – that's where everything gets, you know, different from everybody else, but we can all trace it back to that same core emotion. We can feel it, and that's why we connect with all these songs in different ways. Mm-hmm. And it really helps with Definitely. that nostalgic sound. Absolutely. So before we kind of talk about, like, the bridge and the outro part of this song, again, because with the outro we talked about, like, you guys layered a couple of different vocals on there, and you kind of had it as the kind of like that fade out towards the end. What was the idea for the bridge to really put this all together again with all those different, uh, like those three different vocal tracks that were in there and then have it kind of build back up into more of this like chorus kind of energy and then just fade out in the end. Um, so we kind of, uh, Matt actually came up with kind of like the just repetition type of situation towards the end of the song with a fade out, like how we already kind of had the idea of calling the song what it was. We had everything written ahead of time except for the vocal part of the the ending and um i drive for work so i was just sitting in my car listening to our demos over and over and over again i would come up with one part and then just like hold up how does that sound wait a minute this this there's this might sound kind of cool and then you know just vocally doing this while i'm driving down the road because you know that seems perfectly safe and uh coming up with stuff like that yeah, he came up Lots with it. I'm like, so our version of basically feeling this by Blink. Mm-hmm. That's a good way to put it. Yeah, That's and it really bad. worked too. Like in the context with the song. So it's not a bad way to put it, especially with people. Of course, you know, people are listening. It's like, oh my god, I know Blink Wayne. I know feeling this. I got to listen to this now because you're going to really connect this, especially towards the end of the song when you listen to the bridge and kind of how the outro works in as well. You're going to end up feeling that on this standpoint, but working and just listening to your demos consistently while driving for work and just like constantly just playing around like okay my, this might work this might not work let's try this again you're giving yourself a lot of time to really try as many different ideas as possible to really work with certain things so that when you try something that might you know be unconventional like we talked about earlier for the song it just comes together and just works you just might not know it but it just kind of happens you got to try though mm-hmm. and also too 
this is the only thing I'm not going to explain it further. When we decided that's how it was going to end. This is the only thing I'll say about the fade out. We decided it was going to be the closing track. Mm -hmm. That's the only thing I'll say about that. Okay. I'm not going to lie. That does make a lot of sense in my mind, especially because when there's certain things I think about where it's just like, I'm not the biggest fan of like fade out tracks, especially with a lot because of how overused they were, especially when I was, uh, when I was younger, cause I'd listen to a lot of, you know, what my dad would listen to a lot of seventies rock, a lot of eighties rock. And it was like every mm. single track would fade out <laughs> at the end. And it's just like, it just gets tiresome yeah. and just, just over repetitive. I mean, I can still remember oh, yeah. like playing, like listening to like music in the basement with my dad. Like he had the tower speakers. We listened to like Van Halen, ZZ top, uh, rush yep. poison. And every song fade out. And just at the set point, I'm like, can these just like kind of have a cooler ending than just like the chorus just kind of going like ah, at the end. But at certain times it does make sense. And on something like this, honestly, I'll bring in the fade out a little bit because it does make sense, especially with the way it was constructed. Cause talking about it, it gets to the bridge, the outro. It, there's a very class thing I've heard in a good amount of pop punk songs where it's like, you have this melodic guitar of this consistent hit on the bass drum that then evolves into more of this full drum pattern as the hi-hat and snare are added. Take us into this kind of like, outro that kind of has a final chorus feel to it at the same time it has more of this finality as a song drags kind of an out like kind of just fades in the outro and the consistency in it shows the consistency you need to make a relationship strong and have it be one that lasts because yeah it's going to be something that, like you know you're going to have the fade out in there but it shows that you know if there's a consistency that needs to be held within there and the fade out just kind of just kind of brings a song to a close in a way really nicely with that consistency still in mind yeah, something to build on to what you were saying about like chorus fade outs is uh, we initially as part of like the lyric section had like a little tidbits of me singing the chorus underneath it. And we just said that sounded completely terrible and we took the chorus out. And I think in the end, that's for the best because it provides something different for the listener where they don't lose interest at the end because it's not the same thing they were listening to before because the ending is so repetitive. See, I totally understand that because even when I was listening, like I was kind of waiting for that moment, but all of a sudden just like, okay, is there going to be a final course? Like there are certain elements that are still in there, but it's mm -hmm. not, it, it, there's certain elements that are it's in there. It's not the chorus. It's not the chorus though. Mm -hmm. It feels like it, like there's parts of it that there could be, but you know, it's not. And especially with the way the vocals also treat as well with how you have those different things layered because it starts out a little bit more with a straightforward vocal over the top to really send the message home of how, you know, your trust in that person is paramount to the relationship really working to have a happiness overall in that relationship. And then the closeout, again, you have the back of to kind of take that course out in the background. It just adds the positivity of going into the future where that fade out is kind of like, okay, now this part of the story, this looking back part of the story is over, but now mm -hmm. you're back in the present once again, and you just got to keep working at it. You got to keep working. You just got to keep going forward with it. But always looking back at times, never the worst thing, but you don't want to be stuck in the past. Well, that's why that fade out kind of really works to kind of, bring the nostalgia the factor back to a close and bring you back mm -hmm. into the present. Yep. Mm. Yeah. Ties right in with the title too. It really, it really does. It just riding off into the sunset. So if, if you're going to have a song, that's going to have a fade out like this, a song that is a title, the one they ride into the sunset. <laughs> yeah. The one. That's the one. That, that's it's. the one. It is easily the one. And so for everyone listening, to this, to this, before you listen to the song, again, we just talked about it a good amount. If you've already listened to the song, you're doing a good job. If you haven't listened to the song yet, we're not going to just get mad at you yet because right after this podcast, make sure to go and listen to it. So I put for this one, 
as I kind of wrap it up more like in my take kind of press release style, overall, this song had me hoping I would find that person for me. In the verses, the instrumentals use this pop punk build with the drums and guitar tones transitioning from lower and consistent to higher, a little bit more dynamic in the pre-chorus to set the building positivity of nostalgia for us to look back at our relationship with the one we love and see how positive it has been for us. But the chorus instrumentals allow for the vocals to really show more of this higher pitch energy to really give us this feeling of overjoyed jubilation that the one you love makes you a happier person and you wouldn't have it any other way. Anyone that's in love or is getting married and loves pop punk, make sure this song is at some point in your wedding. Mm -hmm. Please, please do that. Honestly, with the fade out, this should be like the last song they play as like the bride and groom leave. Like this should be the one. <laughs> while you're while you're walking off into the car with the cans off the back, old school style, because you know nostalgia. It's been the topic of the night. Yeah, just just make it as nostalgic as possible. Honestly, for all the pop punk fans out there, this is the way to. If you're gonna get married, this is the way to close out the wedding. Literally, play this song. Make sure you do it again. It's called the one where they ride off into the sunset. You play the song, and as the outro is in, that's when you walk out of there, you get in the car with the cans in the back, and you literally ride off into the sunset, and the people are still at the venue. They're hearing that outro kind of fade out. It's kind of the perfect ending where you guys are literally right off into the sunset. <laughs> perfect. Like You guys literally created the perfect song off of this. My God. Appreciate it. Thank you. It's going to be, honestly, the pop punk wedding of your dreams. Right and here. Fellas and fellas, even if you don't have a special lady in your life, play this song for her. Maybe, you know, you might get late. <laughs> Devin, I might have to try that one, man. <laughs> oh dear God. If 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 I try that and it succeeds, I will let you know right away. I will be so proud and so honored if that happens. In my job. Honestly, it'll probably just be like, who the fuck is texting me? What the fuck? <laughs> no. Yes. And then just back to work. Hey, check out this song. He did it. Yeah. I'm wet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I know what we're doing on or know we're doing on Tinder now. I'm just sending everyone that song and just see what happens. That's your pickup line from now on. <laughs> that that is, it's better oh, than gosh. any pickup line I've had come up with in the past, so it's gotta work. <laughs> Well, guys, as we bring this podcast to a conclusion, one thing I always like to do at the end of these is give my guests, which are you guys, a chance to say anything you want to say in the podcast, plug wherever you want to plug, promote wherever you want to promote. So, guys, floor is yours. I think, first of all, we all need to have a giant party because now Britney Spears is free and we should all celebrate. Nothing wrong yes. with that. Oh, yes. And that is all I have to say. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> documentary is very good. The documentary about that's very good, by the way. Say, Matt, Joe, you got anything, or do you need me to just close this one out with the things I like to close these podcasts out with? Uh, what? So, if you guys like Sunset, if you like Homecoming, uh, we definitely have more new music on the way. Uh, we're playing the Electric City Music Conference in Scranton uh, Saturday, November 20th, this Saturday. And then we have a show in Vineland, New Jersey on Friday, uh, December 10th with our friends in uh, Fading Radiance and then other bands that we haven't played with yet, Zenora and uh, Tigos to the Runner. So that one's going to be a good one. It's free. The venue is sick. It's a new venue in Vineland. So come out to that one. 
Beautiful play. Mm. Nicely ditto, put. Yeah, ditto what Matt said, and we're looking forward to an awesome start to 2022. Great. And, uh, special shout-out to our bass player, Dean, who is not here tonight, but he is a beautiful figure and actually kind of made the Zoom thing easier because now I can see everybody on one page without swiping <laughs> back and forth, so... <laughs> nice well shout out to dean for that one and now it's my time to end this podcast with three very specific things first thing is first well by the time this podcast comes, i believe that scranton date will end up have passed however the december date oh no 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 that will not have passed so you're gonna want to make sure that you see all systems go live if you're in the area and you're gonna want to follow along with them on social media because there's probably some killer content out there that you are definitely missing out on Actually, scratch that. There is some killer content out there that you are definitely missing out on. Let me be certain about that. So you're going to want to follow along with them on social media so you know when new stuff is coming out. You know when they're playing live shows. You know if they're coming to their your area. And you're going to want to listen to all the good music they got coming out right now. I mean, hell, like we said, the one where they ride off into the sunset, it's going to give you the positive nostalgia vibes up the ass. So how do you want to do this? You're going to have to follow them, stream their stuff. You're going to have to subscribe their stuff, literally everything. But instead of having to go and look it up on every single platform, because, well, I know that can be a little bit tedious and I know convenience is key here. Take a look at the description of this podcast. You're going to see something that says, find all systems go online. There will be labels, links. It'll be a one-click, one-stop top to their social media, YouTube, music videos, where you can find them online, where you can buy some merch, where you can go and see them live and where you can stream and download their music. It's going to be all there for you. So you have no excuse to not get into this band. I'm making it as easy as possible for you guys. So go and do that. Now time for number two. Now, gentlemen, whenever I've guests in the podcast I enjoy having on, I always like to make a certain promise because you guys took time to be on the podcast. I want to thank you for that. And I would like to give a certain promise if I enjoy having guests in the podcast. This has happened every fucking time I've had guests in the podcast. And you three guys are just keeping this rolling. Like this is not stopping. So... The promise does not start with if, because if implies possibility of not happening. This starts with when, because when implies that this is going to happen. Time frame, though, still to be determined. So when I get to see all systems go perform live for the first time, my promise to you guys is this. First round's on me. Hey. I like your style, my man. I like your style. We'll be in Milwaukee tomorrow. (laughs) <laughs> well shit all right what am i what am i doing tomorrow I'm supposed to be at yeah a I'm, a, I'm i'll be right over home right I'm supposed to, I'm like i'm supposed to be at a 21st birthday party no. tomorrow fuck it you know well, that's a better scranton's idea not anyway. far from scranton's not far from milwaukee i think we could play those two days back to back no problem yeah i think you guys got this so but if you can't again when i get to see you perform live for the first time first round is on me please for the love of god hold me to that Oh, absolutely. You know, I'm all about it. Awesome. So now time for number three, and that is when it comes to ending this podcast, ending this podcast with goodbye. Hell no, we're not ending this podcast with goodbye because that implies that this might be the last time we do this. That implies that this is it. Hell no, for two reasons. One, I'd love to have you guys back in the podcast again in the future. And two, I have to make good on that promise. So goodbye. Hell no. We're ending the podcast by me saying this to you guys. See you later. See you next time. Then. See you later. Thank you for having us. Well, folks, that was my interview with Devin, Matt, and Joe from the band All Systems Go out of New Jersey. Again, if you want to find them online, which you should find them online, whether it's on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, whether it's on YouTube, whether it's their website, whether it's where you can buy some of their merch, where you can stream their music, download their music, and, of course, find them at live shows, 
everything you need to find them to follow along, subscribe, stream, download, share with your friends. It's in the description of the podcast. Another thing that says all systems go online. I'll find systems all. I'll find all systems go online. Man, there's me messing up once again, but I'm just running through this stuff. And happy as a clam because it's all pop punk, yo. When it comes to the Corporation Podcast, please remember to follow us. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Link description of the podcast below. Along with subscribing to the podcast on YouTube, Spotify, Podcast, iHeartRadio, and Amazon. If you are not subscribed to the podcast, what are you waiting for? Do it. We got some great stuff still coming up all day, every single day. Because we always release episodes every single Tuesday and Thursday. And sometimes even some special Wednesday ones as well when we are just going nuts on this stuff. If you are subscribed to the podcast, I want to give you a giant... Thank you! Because it means a lot to me. If it means a lot to you, it means a lot to me. Ooh, look at that. Data remember reference. Oh, yeah. Also, thank you, sponsors, Phoenix Fitness and Custody Abuse. You can get the links and the promo codes in the description of the podcast below. Again, MSOTD, 50% off at phoenixfitness.com, fnxfit.com, I should say. And CPB10, 10% off at Custom Debuts. Pop punk, gotta love it. So nostalgic and if you love somebody, if you're in love and you have a wedding with your partner and you guys love pop punk, guys, girls, whoever you might be, whatever you uh, associate with, whatever you identify as, end it by listening to the one where they ride off into the sunset. Like close out your wedding with that and leave the venue during that outro as it fades out because no better way to do it. No better way to do it. So on that note, that's going to be for me, guys. Thank you for watching. Listen to the call. Progression podcast about to episode rocks rock but thrive. My name is Kevin, and you guys know how I end every single one of the episodes with a big, healthy, and hearty. See y'all.